Hello and welcome to a new episode of Emphasis podcast. Today we have Mr. Bridgesh Balakrishnan, the Associate Vice President, Head of Delivery for High-Tech Consumer Electronics and Blockchain at Emphasis. As the head of the blockchain practice at Emphasis, he'll be throwing light on the possibilities and advantages of blockchain technology, along with some of the complexities of implementing it to drive businesses worldwide. So to get started, Bridgish, do you quickly walk us through the evolutionary stages of blockchain, how it was received initially, and as a technology, how Emphasis has engaged with it? Thank you, Alex, for having me here. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Okay, so blockchain has been here through some key stages in its early life for the last one decade. Now, blockchain started with Bitcoin in 2009. Until about 2012, it was all about the potential it offered as a cryptocurrency. Now, this phase was marked by skepticism from central bankers. While non-believers of traditional centralized banking system quickly adopted this option. Now, the period from 2013 till about 2016 saw huge interest and traction around alternatives to Bitcoin and its interfaces with the real banking world. Now, for the need of establishing business trust and for the removal of intermediaries, the world finally accepted that blockchain was here to stay. Now, Infosys started to actively observe the space and consider ways to create digital transformations using blockchain particularly for the financial sector. Now, by about 2016, the technology powering cryptos was picking up by virtually every industry with unprecedented zeal. Now, the phase also marked a huge number of proof of concepts, primarily to gain insights into what this technology was capable of. Infosys also picked up pace and executed high number of POCs across all major industries. We became a well-recognized and an active player in the blockchain space. By the end of 2017, we had engaged with more than 150 customers from initial dialogues to executing pilots. Now, since 2018, blockchain as a technology has begun maturing, and the advantage of this technology are being widely recognized. Industries are realizing that blockchain need not replace what they already have, but instead capitalize on this technology to derive more value from what they already possess. Blockchain technology, instead of replacing the core software, augments the core functions and extends the reach of enterprise software to other business stakeholders and partners. This network effect, powered by blockchain, helps in forming collaborative business ecosystems. This line of thought has been acknowledged by nearly all industry verticals. Infosys has reorganized itself rather well for this phase by creating a dedicated horizontal practice, as well as developing industry-specific blockchain competencies within each vertical, so that we can jointly identify and service suitable blockchain opportunities by using existing connects of industry-focused verticals. We see that some industries have a, a higher adoption of blockchain, while others do not. British, which industries have been early adopters of this technology? And how did the governments across the globe react to this? While the initial adoption of blockchain was primarily in every industry, some have seen greater adoption than the other. Primarily, I think, for the greater benefit it offers some industries compared to others. Now, financial services and insurance industries have seen the maximum number of experimentations on blockchain. 
and most of these have been in crucial areas, such as in payments, multi-party interactions, in trade finance, and in claim management. This reflects our market traction for the last two years, wherein upwards of 60% of client dialogues are in this space. Now, the second industry that have seen a high adoption is the energy and utilities. They have leveraged blockchain to create synergies between their existing technology with the expanding alternate energy movement. However, wide-scale deployment is still an issue here, primarily due to costly system acquisition involved in situations that are truly relevant for blockchain. For example, IoT integration of alternate energy devices with blockchain. And finally, retail logistics and manufacturing have also majorly focused on optimizing the supply chain, reducing the complexity, and introducing transparency for not just enterprises, but for consumers as well. The challenge here has been to get all parties together amidst these complex power equations. The powerful partner will not share their data beyond a point, while the less powerful partner will trust the systems other than others. This impacts the speed to latch on a blockchain network. And interestingly, Alex, because you asked me about the government stuff, now once the controversial cryptocurrency usage separated from the huge possibilities that blockchain as a technology had to offer, governments too started to look at it favorably, and there have been several governments that have recognized the value of blockchain and has begun exploring options, including the governments of US, France, Korea, UAE, India, and many others. So we understand that blockchain has a tremendous potential for the speed with which it allows us to do business, the transparency it introduces into business processes and the enhanced security it offers, well, thanks to its uh, immutable records. And more and more industries are beginning to dive in and explore the possible benefits it could offer them. So, British, if an enterprise needed to adopt blockchain, what would be the key questions they should address? And what actions should the CIO, CTO take in order to facilitate the implementation of this technology? To begin with, enterprises need to have a purpose and suitability. And I believe that this is the most important one. Now, is the purpose of the business clearly understood and is blockchain the right technology? For instance, we encourage our clients to spend enough time to identify the right use cases of blockchain. Using our design thinking-led approach, we ensure that they experiment with relevant and pragmatic use cases in their business context to be able to see the real value of blockchain. Our clients have often congratulated us for the transparent approach in this regard. The second most important thing is to understand the risk of disruption and develop a disruptive radar. Now, understand the areas where blockchain initiatives are currently most focused and making most rapid progress. For instance, blockchain-powered payments like a Ripple are proving disruptive for central bank-controlled payments. The third important item is to categorize adoption complexity. Now, you need to understand the number of parties that need to cooperate and the ability to align their interest. Not every stakeholder in a blockchain-powered network would need the same level of access to data and business functions. So it's important to have a governance model, especially in private permission blockchain networks. The fourth important point is cooperation. Within an organization, 
blockchain enhances internal process optimization. But outside of an organization, blockchain facilitate trust-based networks. Therefore, it's very important for external phasing blockchain initiatives to identify relevant external stakeholders early on and gain concurrence on common goals achievable on such network. And I think the fifth important point is about improving internal operations. This helps to look forward beyond the current radar and identify the next big thing. For instance, blockchain power rethinking of existing business processes typically lead to gradual dropping of certain sequential steps and thereby increasing the speed of execution of business processes and also generating cost saving. Now this has been experienced by a prominent department of government while working with us. And finally, I would think it's about resilience. How do business ensure the technology is resilient, scalable, secure, and recoverable? Now, blockchain adoption will be best achieved when business and technology teams are aligned. The choice of the right distributed ledger technology, or DLT, by the IT teams must take care of technical parameters stated earlier, as well as for its ability to address the business goals. So that was a detailed answer, Brijesh, which brings to mind how extensive is blockchain tech? How can a customer get the best out of it? And how do you see blockchain as a technology evolving from where it currently is? See, Alex, the applicability of blockchain has been ascertained across a variety of industries, domains and business. And so there is certainly a valid interest globally. Now, this is also reflected in dedicated budgets created by governments such as Australia, UK, Dubai, as well as appearance of formal, well-constructed RFPs as tenders, instead of just the informal proof of concept. So clearly, industry is seeing greater potential in this technology and becoming more focused in their approach to determining applicability of blockchain. Now, there are areas where this technology will continue to evolve in coming years. For instance, blockchain as a service digital identity, interoperability between networks built on different distributed technologies, and IoT-powered blockchain networks. In a world where newer technologies replace the older ones every other day, what are the key challenges for the application of blockchain in the near future? So blockchain must not be construed as a panacea to all current problems or business context. It has specific focus and applicability. Time spent in determining the applicability will create focused pockets of genuine improvement within the organization. The second challenge is the organizational alignment. As for all our clients, they must ensure alignment between the business and technology teams. The third aspect is the culture. Now, blockchain represents a shift from traditional way of doing things. So departmental alignment within organizations play a very key role in adoption. The fourth one would be the cost and efficiency. You know, the speed and effectiveness with which blockchain networks can execute peer-to-peer -peer transactions comes at a high aggregate cost. But solutions are evolving faster in order to optimize such costs. Like Coda is working on this, so is Quorum. The next aspect, I think, is the regulation and governance. Now, Bitcoin bypassed regulations to tackle inefficiencies in conventional intermediated payment networks. And so, it's still not accepted by all governments as a legal currency. Now, taking the learnings from Bitcoin's inception and duly noting relevance of this underlying technology for a wider landscape, there's a huge effort spent on both the government and industry to co-develop blockchain standards. 
Now, this will enhance blockchain adoption in key areas like governance, financial services, utilities, medical and insurance networks. And the last one is the security and privacy. Blockchain security risks do exist and they must be recognized and mitigated. Private blockchain in comparison to public blockchain offer a degree of control over both participant behavior and the transaction verification process. In fact, the use of blockchain-based system is a signal of the transparency and usability, which are bolstered by its inherent security based on hashing and immutability features. From what I understand, distributed ledgers use independent nodes to record, share and synchronize transitions, and blockchain itself is classified as a type of distributed ledger. Now that there is much discussion and debate on the distributed ledger technology, the DLT choices we have in the market today, will there be a winner emerging in the near future? Uh, well, Alex, uh, there are a number of DLTs that are available. Some are more suited to others for certain industries, but there are no clear winners yet. For instance, Coda is deemed better for the financial services industry, primarily due to the focus on this industry. And there have been many successful financial networks on Bitcoin as well. Even Hyperledger is quite active in this space. So our approach is to work with all major DLTs. We are not only enabling our teams across a variety of DLTs, but have also established a DLT agnostic technology layer that helps in business regardless of the underlying DLT platform. Now this keeps the business interest of the customer intact, even when they are considering cutting over from let's say an X DLT platform to a Y DLT platform in future. Further, we are also investing in interoperability of networks powered by different DLTs. For instance, a business node on a blockchain network based on Hyperledger should be able to exchange data with another node on a different blockchain network powered by Coda. So what are the ways in which Infosys addresses the DLT space and what are the different blockchain offerings available to the client? So Infosys is heavily invested in the R&D infrastructure for blockchain and has built about 40 and more business accelerators that a customer can deploy in order to minimize the time invested in experimenting with blockchain. And also to quickly generate maximum insights relevant to their business. Now these accelerators help them learn from our experience across a plethora of customers who've been with us in the journey. Infosys also provides blockchain offering across the spectrum, starting with blockchain research, blockchain education, to design thinking sessions for use case identification and articulation, for the POC, for the pilot, for network creations, management and stakeholder onboarding, taking them to the production deployment and support services. Infosys uses a lot of proprietary tools, frameworks, accelerators and methodologies to strategically advise and execute projects tailored to the client's technology maturity. We have enabled more than 600 of Infosions on blockchain technology across various DLTs. And an exciting number of people continue to express keen interest to contribute in this space. So the world of blockchain technology is highly competitive. What are the future areas of investment to stay ahead of the game? So Alex, we will continue to focus on creating and managing business networks. These networks will be developed on multiple open source blockchain platforms. These networks will be modular in nature and the clients and enterprises will be able to onboard themselves through an easy plug and play approach. Now, in order to create and deliver these networks, Infosys will bring together the best of breed startups, alliances, consortium, 
and enterprise partners. Infosys will also develop and deliver network services around monitoring, analytics, and management of security. Now, in order to drive enterprise adoption, Infosys feel that the biggest impediment would be onboarding and managing multiple stakeholders into business networks. So Infosys will bring together the best of breed startups, alliances, consortiums, and enterprise partners. Infosys will also develop and deliver network services around monitoring, analytics, and management of security. Now, in order to drive blockchain adoption in enterprises, Infosys believes that the biggest impediment will be onboarding and managing multiple stakeholders on the business network with specific focus on security, privacy, governance, and regulations. By creating dynamic business networks on platform agnostic framework, enterprises will be able to participate in such networks and leverage the stakeholder ecosystem for specific use cases. Thank you very much for coming and joining us, Brijesh, and engaging in us in this incredibly interesting conversation and looking forward to the future. And thank you everyone for listening. You have been listening to Infosys Podcast. Thank you again. Thank you, Alex. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>